Welcome to The Outpost. We're just two brothers and a bald guy talking about faith, fatherhood, and masculinity. And you better believe getting rid of our dad bods while trying to navigate this crazy world we live in. So here's to bringing home the bacon. All right, boys, episode three. You ready for this? Let's go. freaking go. All right. Um, how's everybody's week? It's good. It was a good time. Good. Good. <laughs> it was good, man. My wife's still out of town, which sucks. Whoa. So you're still batching it? Yeah, dude. It's the worst. I, I, I hate it. Wow. How long has it been now? How long has it oh, been? Oh, it's been... This is the third week. Oof. Oh, what? Yeah, it's awful, man. I think we're going to talk about that towards the end. So we can get some more details later. But it, it's been... Wow. It's been rough. Dude, you, I didn't know. I thought she... Man, I should have been like sending care packages. <laughs> Dude, I've been so bit like it, if it is awful, but if I was if it was going to happen at any point in the past like eight months, it needed to be this like this pet like little this right little now. patch of three weeks. I've just been so busy with work. I've been doing like frequently doing 10, 12 hour days and then like answering emails for the rest of the night and stuff. And so it's it's been a good time. I would I would struggle with work if they were all here right now because I don't like to do that stuff when they're home. But if it's just me, I have no yeah, problem working nice. myself. It's kind of nice to have that time to do it. So that's when do they come home, and then we can uh, we'll get back to it later. When I go get home? them uh, at the end of this week. I'm gonna fly out, pick them up, and then drive home. Got it. Jeez. And you guys do that what once a year? Ow. Where she goes back out to her family? Yeah. So when we when we decided to move out here, we we, we felt prompted to move where we moved. And uh, we felt bad because we wanted to make sure that the kids had the relationship with their grandparents on the other yeah. side. And so we, um, we decided that we, once, a, once a year, we'll send them out to, to Arizona for three weeks to, to a month. And mm. uh, this, this lined up nice because it was when my sister-in-law is getting married. So Cool. So you didn't go out for the wedding? I am. So the wedding's on Friday. Oh. It's out fr- on Friday at like two and I land at like eight 30. Oh dude, that's perfect. In the morning. Man. Yeah. I leave here at seven 30 and I land at eight 30. Oh, is it the direct flight to Phoenix? Yeah, dude. S- nice. Southwest. I love you. Southwest come sponsor me. <laughs> um, they're my lifesaver. Oh, when we were in Utah, it was Allegiant. Allegiant just saved us all the time. And now Southwest isn't as convenient as Allegiant. It's just, it's not as cheap, but a direct flight. It's like, hold on, convenient and cheap are two different things. But when you're in college, they're the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there's <laughs> only true. one. Yeah, that's true. So, so those only separate as metrics when you have money. Right? Yeah. In college, at least my college experience, I know there are some, <laughs> some more bougie kids out there who got bankrolled by their, by their parents. Um, I did not. Uh, so, so that was that was one of the same. It's nice that her family lives where they do those, so you can have those direct flights. Yeah. All right. Enough about me, though. We'll, we'll talk more about this later, I think. Yeah. Uh, so let's uh, let's just kick it off. Let's kick off where uh, where we ended in terms of accountability. Everybody's dad bod experience this week. How'd it go? Dude, I got a I got a bone to pick. Wow. <laughs> Okay. I mean, that's a, that's with a way you. to start this conversation. Not with you, like, not with Andrew. I mean, a little bit with Andrew. Why uh, would Andrew? It's Andrew's just like super frustrating. Yeah, he's got he's got his extra large icy. I stuck like I think I had 
two regular cans of soda this week, which is really good for me. I usually drink a decent amount of soda, right? But I was like, I'm going to drink a ton of water. So I drank 150 ounces a day. Why? And I, because that's like, you, you're supposed to do half your body weight in ounces of water. I think once and you reach a certain stop. weight, that stops. I don't think so. <laughs> but I've, I've been, I've been like, actually focusing on my health this week cutting portions exercising you remember that scene water, and office? i have gained weight well it's probably water weight well probably but it's still <laughs> frustrating it's like I'm, I'm i'm like i'm hovering right now like about where i started when we started this whole journey well, that's why i haven't been texting in the group chat i'm like this is so frustrating i know i know i know i i go like three days span being the only one that responds i'm like okay maybe i'll just text myself then it'll yeah, kick in just keep it going yeah no but that's why i'm like I, I step on the scale and i'm like what the heck like i should just stick to eating marshmallows and and drinking soda and i'm good to go i i don't think so i don't either so um again th- we've talked about this like it is it really is a simple math problem right what do you mean no i'm cutting i'm eating dude fewer also, calories I'm, than i'm burning no listen i don't mean to be that guy but you don't burn 3500 calories a day i promise no you don't but i saw that i, I wouldn't no, get that's dude, a, that's I, i'm that sorry i didn't comment i was just gonna roll with it but like you don't dude I no promise. dude my my base metabolic rates like 1800 i think well i don't know because i literally just put in and i did it on three different calculators and it was literally like you burned through 3500 calories what, what did your in body scan say because that's going to be accurate find that that's going to be what you need to go by okay but still i yeah. like i i still have been eating i've been trying to keep it to like 24 2500 calories which yeah, is dude. easy no like you i bet your base metabolic rate's probably like 1800 to 2000 okay well here's the thing is i was losing weight before not focusing on that and then i started focusing on it eating less calories than i was before and drinking more water taking in less sugar and i was still getting were listen i hate you (laughs) sorry i'm sorry i'm a terrible person i love you get out of here go home we're having a conversation what are you saying it's helped me this is one thing that's helped me. I, I heard this on one of the hippie podcasts. Um, oh boy, here we go. He talked about how the order he talked about the order that you eat your food is really important because of like we like to eat our proteins and then our carbs and then like our vegetables. Oh, I have. I've been eating all vegetables first. first. I've been eating all vegetables first. What do Ask you have Anna. for breakfast? I usually don't. What do you eat for breakfast? usually don't. I usually drink water and then I eat around 11 a.m. And then I eat for at 11 a.m. I'll usually have like, uh, well, I mean, usually it's not vegetables, but like usually it's fruit. <laughs> it's just like a, a smoothie. But like Anna makes it. It's one of the healthy smoothies. Yeah. I mean, like it's not, it's not me making it. I just know what, I just know what helped kick it, kick it off for me was like I actually scaled back a little bit on the fruit because of how much like sugar and it's natural sugar. I know that, but what it does in your system. I, I laid back on the fruit a little bit in the morning. I eat lots of fruit at night, but not in the morning. Um, I've been eating borscht all week. That's helped a lot. Dude, borscht is like, quick. 
Borscht is so good, and it's like there's so many vegetables so in it. So good, dude. So good. I eat it for yeah. lunch and dinner. Dude, all I, I know awesome. is that like I haven't been able to try one thing. Like I'll try something, and then somebody's got a negative opinion about it. They're like, "Oh, that's the wrong way to do it." Dude, you just gotta. I'm like, you just gotta figure out how to do it for yourself, though. Yeah, you I, just gotta figure out your body. I guess I'm just sharing what what's worked for my body. I know. Well, but, it's like I tried for the longest time. My dad was like, "You need to do keto, keto," and it works. Like I lost a bunch of weight, but then I I gained it all back. And I probably gain more. And then I'm yeah. like, some people are like, oh, well, only eat fruits and vegetables. Like, Dude, eat a ton of so fruit real. if you're going to eat sugar. Like, eat <laughs> fruit. Like, just go for it. So I ate a ton of fruit. Didn't work. And then they're like, oh, yeah, you got to eat a ton of vegetables. And I eat a ton of vegetables. And then they're like, oh, you can only eat these vegetables. And I'm like, can someone please just tell me? Yeah. Dude, that's, like, totally, my, that's totally my dad's big beef with it, too. He's yeah, like, I'm like, what's I'm the not, deal? Yeah, I'm like, no, I, like, at a I, certain I, point, at what cost? Yeah. I love how passionate you are about this. It's like, just so frustrating. Like I actually go and I put, cause I, most of my life in college, like I just didn't worry too much about it. Now I also was almost told that I was almost diabetic, but like, we're not going to go off of that course. Thanks Zach. But I don't know. Like I just put forth this effort. So unrewarding. It's, it's super frustrating. I'm like, what's the deal? I worked out like five times last yeah. week, burned well, a ton that- of calories and it's like nothing. No. Yeah, I, I I get that, and I get the frustration Just with listen, it. Try not to cry, okay? I'm not crying. Yeah, try, try. I'm not crying. <laughs> You're crying. It's eye drops. I I get, and <laughs> I I have a lot of buddies who are like real, like they're real hardcore into uh into the gym, or they're real hardcore into like ultra ultra marathons and whatnot. And they all a lot of them have like really intense diets and that kind of stuff. And and um. I, I will give you my unsolicited advice for this. My thing is like, uh, if you, if you're trying to do something that's not sustainable, it's not going to be sustainable. Well, right? I figured that fruits and vegetables would be decently sustainable. <laughs> well, like, so what I mean is like, I would, I don't think any of these like diets work especially well because they're not how normal it's not how you like normally will eat in the long run and so for me it's about like finding like a normal way that you can eat sustainably and getting to a place where you just eat healthier in general and then if you're losing weight scale back if you're gaining weight scale up within the same framework right i i don't think i I in general try to try and avoid extremes so what would you say is like a normal meal no soda. I, I don't drink soda. I I, Zach, have... I would say that that is. <laughs> Sorry, Zach, I just needed the, reason, I just needed the reaction against so much soda. Like get, Zach sees like here's a can open and he's like, "What the heck was that?" It's like, dude, it's so like, it's come a... on, it's like you don't even have to be a health nut to know soda in any form is complete poison. So my my thing is, my basic thing is you. Make sure you're getting all your nutrients, getting your vitamins. If you are burning enough calories, you can eat whatever you want. I don't think part. that's true. If you're burning enough, if you're burning enough calories, you can. If you're bur- if all you care about is weight, that's true. If you care about like health, that's not true. And, and so what I, I yeah, generally I don't do, think that's true because like burning calories from all of my research that I've seen, which backs up with what's actually happening, my results is that when you do all this, all these all this cardio and you burn all the, these calories and everything like that. You burn these calories, but then they're, you, you immediately replace it when you eat. 
And so it's like, unless you, Andrew, Andrew, I've heard it. I have gone below (laughs) a thousand calories a day and it was miserable. And my wife hated me. She's right here. She can attest. She can say, okay, I've done it. No, no results. Okay. I, I'm sorry then. Then nothing's gonna work ever. Like I, I said, know, I, like I yeah, said I, everyone I, tells me, everyone's like, you just gotta you gotta eat more, you got less calories, less calories, and you'll burn, I, you'll burn this weight. And I'm like, I, yeah, that makes sense math-wise, but uh, somehow I have this extra variable where you would think A minus B it's B, called Chick-fil-A. That's the extra variable. And then I get like A, <laughs> but, uh yeah. I, but like oh according gosh. to what you're saying if i'm burning more calories than i'm taking in that should be fine so if it's chick-fil-a or it's it's carrots it should be fine. so again i i didn't finish what i was saying my my rules you if you're trying to lose weight you just consume fewer calories and then i don't have a, a set of hard fast rules about what i do and don't eat it's just my i listen to my body and i can tell is this making me feel bad? If I am, this is making me feel bad. I scale back from that thing. And it's like, there'll be like, like when I work out more intense, I will have a higher tolerance for certain things like sugars. And it's like, I, I won't have any like sugary drinks on days where I don't work out because my tolerance for that is lower. And so I I feel sick. I feel gross afterwards. And so you have to like, like listen to your body, have a balanced, like, well, evidently, according to the hippie guys, like my brain is all kind of screwed up, so I can't trust what my body's saying. My body's like, eat more sour patch watermelons. That's what it wants. Oh, but like in all actuality, it doesn't. Actually, I'm sorry, that, but Zach, I need to go see a nutritionist. <laughs> as I have a double chin. Uh, what did you say? So, have you been working out? Last week you were talking about your uh, your need to start hitting the gym or start running again. Yeah, I was gonna lace up, just go for run, and uh, I I haven't laced up at all. Lacing, saying I'm so. gonna lace up, it sounds so intense. It's like it's like the most intense way of saying <laughs> that I'm gonna run. Go for a run. I know that's why I like to say it. I'm an intense guy. It makes me feel empowered, even though my running looks like I'm just speed walking. <laughs> you know, doesn't matter, uh, man. It's all all about heart rate. It's all that matters. Man. Yeah, it's all about like. Uh, how did the hey you got you got the weighted vest, bro? How the weighted? Dude, vest I love go? it. I, I, I feel so intense while I'm doing it. It's so fun. I'm excited to like get my, my joints a little stronger. Cause I felt it on, so I've done two, three mile ruck. ruck it's called rucking. I found out like right. when you do like heavy weights yeah. and I didn't know that. And I think rucking also sounds it's like one like lacing up, like it sounds intense. Um, and I like intense things. So That's I'm going right. to say it. So, um, I, I really enjoyed rucking. It is a little bit slower. So usually my miles about eight minutes for like my, if I'm doing I more than a single you. run, <laughs> I've been running say. for years. Yeah, like my slower miles, like eight minutes. It's good. <laughs> so my my rucking it's weighted. My rucking speed though is just over nine minutes, like now five. And um, I even pronounce the word rucking in my heart rate jumps. <laughs> okay. It's 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 really fun. Um, I did notice on the second day, so I did three miles first day, three miles second day on the second day, which is this morning, actually, like I noticed that like the outside portion of like my left heel was like, it wasn't 
hurting but i could feel like okay like this is like potentially going to hurt so i slowed down just a tad so i went from like a 905 mile to like a 920 mile is this on your your five-toed foot or your three-toed foot my, my three-toed foot yeah. i figured i just wanted to clarify yeah no my three-toed foot and so yeah. I, I slowed down a little bit and um so i'm excited for it to kind of build up the strength over time so i can add more weight because i yeah. guess ru- rucking yeah. runs a lot of them and so whoever's listening to this might, might is probably knows way more about it than I do, but I was reading about it this morning and rucking runs or rucking competitions will frequently require you to have 30 pound weights and mine's are about 18 or 19 total. And so Whoa, I'll need to get, I'll need to work my pounds. way up. Yeah. It's like 30 pounds, it's, 10 miles is like a, a standard rucking distance and weight, Whoa. which so, I would love to do, it, especially with Oslo with my dog. I would love to do some distance rucking with the, uh, with Oslo you go and and then we could wrap up the uh fitness because Logan's counseling session slash <laughs> it was a follow-up it was a follow-up it was it was good that was really good the uh I didn't know they had rocking competitions that's pretty cool yeah I didn't know either till this morning I'm like, oh that's pretty cool so one thing that we're trying to do as you know as men in the kingdom or people in the kingdom in general but especially as men in the kingdom we're trying to increase the spiritual momentum that we have right and that is you do that by making it good choices consistently and one thing i've been thinking about a lot lately is uh, workout music yeah um or whatever you listen to while you work out because i think there's yeah. a, a wide range of possibilities and choices out there and i think the the way of the world like if you go to most gyms and you're listening to their music it's like okay this is crazy stuff um <laughs> So what do you guys do for exercise? Not just music, I'll say exercise entertainment. Well, I might be a crazy guy, evidently, because I listen <laughs> to a lot of worldly music. <laughs> um, no, I listen to everything that I listen to is clean. Like none of it's explicit. So it's not like cursing at or any. It's not just throwing out F-bombs and cursing all the time. That's that's a big thing for me. Um a lot of mine is like dance music. Some of it has got, I've got like hip hop and rap and different things, but like, there's just a certain line that I can't cross. If that makes sense. So the, the, I guess the follow-up question then is, is your standard for workout music lower than your standard for regular music that you listen to? No. Is your standard of regular music just low? Yeah. I mean, like not really it's not like it's not bad there's just that one part there's a couple of songs that i listen to the first half of the song and then i skip the second half that's like commitment that's commitment to those songs yeah because i like i really like like the beats or like they they it make gets me motivated to actually work out Uh uh-huh and then but some of them like "Ah, i just don't like what they're saying and so i'll skip it and it's really easy like with airpods you just double click and then you can move on to the next song so I don't know. That's where I'm at. I don't listen to bad music by any means. It's just that I'm not like, so, so walk me through just completely bluntly or like, frankly, what, what is your, what is your threshold? Like, how do you determine this is bad music or this is acceptable? Um, I don't like anything that's, that's talking about just sex all the time or it's, I don't like. So it's talking about sex sometimes. <laughs> I mean, sex in the right context is, is, but no, um, I don't know. I, 
there's just some things where you just feel off. Like there's, there's not really a, like, I don't, I can't describe the line, but there's sometimes where you're just like, that's cross the line. <laughs> that's, I don't know. That, that vagueness is always a good guide. That's always a good way. Yeah. You know, what about you, what know, about like, you Zach? Honestly, um, when I go running, I don't listen to anything. Oh, he's one of those. <laughs> I got to listen to the wind and the trees. It'll help me grow inside. No, dude. My thing is like, I got to hear myself breathe. Like me being able to pace my breath is that's what why, helps me. Like just, keep that's going. why you hate running. It's not Maybe. enjoyable. He's like, man, this is awesome. honestly, honestly, that's a new thing. That's been like the last like year and a half or two years that I've run that I just, I took the music out and I was like, dude, this is way easier for me. Yeah. Um, I go ahead. Go but ahead. the, but when I like when I'm lifting, when I have lifted in the past, because really <laughs> no one can see you, just uh, pretend that you're jacked. Just that I'm huge. Um, honestly, I just listen to the same playlist I listen to at the office. I just listen to like it's either I have like three country playlists and I have like two 80s rock playlists, and that's like all I listen to. Okay. Okay. So I do. Um, so it sounds like you, you, your standard for workout music is the same. Yeah, yeah. it's all the same. So yeah. I, I might be a little more complex than that. So one, I, I do have uh, two runs a week. Now it's actually probably one a week, sometimes two, where I schedule like no music during my run, or at least during a portion of the run. <laughs> You're one of those guys. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> oh, I'm just making fun of Logan, making fun of me. Yeah. So uh, I, I, but I do that. It's, I call it my non-time. So like everyone needs a bit of non-time where you don't have anything scheduled and you intentionally let your mind wander. Yeah. Um, and so I let listening I, to the wind in the trees. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like I should be singing a Pocahontas song. Uh, Dude, absolutely. So, Colors of the wind, bro. That's the best. That's like one of the best Disney songs of the whole day. <laughs> so I, I do do that as well. Um, for a short period of time, it's usually not for a full three miles, but it's like a mile, mile and a half. I'll do that. And I'll just kind of let my mind wander, especially if I have something going on at work. So I can kind of figure out, okay, where, what is like my underlying worry? And like, and so I can kind of focus on whatever my mind actually wants to focus on, as opposed to like making it focus on a task. And so I can kind of identify the things that are really bothering me or like the problems that are, are affecting me subconsciously. And so I, I have that time scheduled in. What are you laughing at? Zach? <laughs> Nothing. That's great. That's great. I know what he's laughing at. He's laughing at the fact that you have so many runs a week that you schedule out the different ways that you're going. Well, to this is a real, this is a real question. So when you don't have your earphones, like, do you just carry them in a zipped up pocket? Like that seems like a lot of work or do you, you're talking, have them in, do Oh, you like if, if I take my headphones out, I'll, um, I'll, I'll just like, sometimes I'll just turn, I'll pause the, the music or the pause oh. the book. And so, uh, back to the, the original question though. Um, I have a, I will allow myself to listen to music that I don't usually listen to but it's just music that's faster paced. It's not music that has like lyrics I wouldn't listen to otherwise. It's just like the like fast paced music. Um, and I'm like hyper analytical of entertainment. And so I can't, I, I can't, 
Zach's laughing, and so I'm having a really hard time like finishing my thought. So I, I, I'm like super analytical. So I have, I have a really hard time um, listening to music that has philosophies in it that I really disagree with, and then continuing to listen to it. And so I, I usually will kick a song off my playlist if it's like that. You see the, the amount of of brain power that you put into your your exercise music would give me a headache. <laughs> and to be and fair, I would I would just not work out. Yeah. I'd be like, you know what? Nah, I'm good. I I and, already and, worked and out. Honestly, I burned 100 calories. For, for the most part, I don't music. actually listen to music while I'm running unless I'm trying to do a fast run. Otherwise, I listen to podcasts or books. And if I'm like, oh, see, that's no worse than just not listening to anything. But see, the thing is, once you get into distance running and you're past three miles, like once you're like working on like six, eight, 10, 20 mile runs, um, you get to a point where you're like, it's not about being distracted. It's about um, being productive. It's about like zoning out and, and being productive. It's so like once you start, once you're in a good enough shape, uh, or good enough running shape, you get to a point where you stop thinking about running and you're able to just kind of go into autopilot. And once you're on autopilot, right, it's easier to get into the autopilot mode if you're listening to books. At least I found that. And so I'd be like, okay, this is like, I, I'm going to run for 45 minutes right now or an hour. Um, and so give me like five minutes to kind of get into running mode. And then like, this is my fun, like 45 minutes of book time. And so I get to listen to my favorite book, yeah, my favorite my podcast. fun book time. No, also, listen, I can like, came out of my mouth. I live, a, probably I live, a, crazy life. I live a crazy life. <laughs> I, uh, in high school with wrestling and stuff, like when we were in peak condition, like I really didn't not like, right. Like it was enjoyable. Running's decently enjoyable when you're in good shape. It just sucks so bad when like getting to that point. Yeah, you get cobbled out. But I've always, I have always wanted to get to the point where like I just went out for a ten mile run and was like, dude, that was, oh, that was awesome. That was good. I might lift weights later. Yeah, exactly. Or or better yet, when I get to the office at lunchtime, I'll go for a second run. There you go. Yeah, but I think this is important though to think about, even though we're kind of joking about this. Because even like these little decisions affect your spiritual momentum. For, yeah, right? Without question. No, that's yeah. what I, I totally am behind that, which is why sometimes, cause I kind of go on these, these like stretches where like even the radio, I don't listen to the radio. I think last week was the first time I turned the radio on in like four months. Like yeah. just and you like, left on for two seconds. You're like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> seriously. I mean, seriously, like you turned on and it's just like, dude, I don't need, I don't need that static right now in my life, you know? So I'm with you. I think it, it. I think it plays a huge role in just keeping your mind going. Yeah, and we're teasing Logan, but I don't think there's a one one right way to do this. I think everybody needs to just, you know, Logan's answer was kind of funny because it's oh you're you don't really have a, a standard, but in actuality, if you're listening to the spirit, like there's not always going to be a hard and fast standard. Like the the spirit's going to yeah. whisper to you when you need to change and when you need to back off and when when you need to adjust. Um, and I think that's what's really important is that you're, you're following the spirit. But I think also the spirit might help you kind of come up with your own standard. Yeah, because I, I mean, like, I only thought I only thought Logan's answer was funny because of the smirk you gave when you gave your answer. That's what got me going. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just I, like between for as this is how I feel like if between the three of us, if there are two people who are really going to be the more spiritual ones. It's generally not me. Usually I'm the more worldly. No, I don't brother. agree with that. 
I that's mean, the dumbest thing know. I've ever heard. <laughs> the <laughs> dumbest. dumbest thing I've ever heard. I don't know. Like, I, I've had a couple. I grew up and like playing football and stuff. I really had a hard line because they're, I just, I always feel like my music is like, oh, that's sometimes it's inappropriate or something like that. Cause every so often I'll hear a curse word or they'll, they'll say something about drugs. But then I go and I listen to like my friend's music from back home <sighs> and it was always just, awful i was like how could you be okay listening to this like one thing that i remember listening to in high school that i was just, or it was one of the the little wayne albums it was like carter four lines at it's just and it's hard to define like i know where it is and how i feel about songs and i'll find myself like if it's not my playlist i'll find myself skipping through the majority of the songs because yeah. i just don't i don't like that how i feel yeah so i, I think it's a super important thing i think uh, if nothing else, I hope this conversation just gets people thinking like we're not like prescribing a solution here. Like we're we're just talking about it because we hope that you are talking about it with, you know, with your spouses or with your um, with your guy friends, with your with your elders quorum. Right. Like that'd be a great time and place to kind of talk about it. I'd, I'd love to get the opinion of the 80 year olds in my elders quorum and then the one person that's below 50 in there besides me. Um, <laughs> And uh, that's why I beg to be in the priest quorum. I got put in the priest quorum with, and I'm, I'm a lot, I jive a lot more with the 16 year olds than the, are you? <laughs> well, I think the only way to get that done right now is to be called as Bishop. So I'm not really jiving no, dude, that one. No, either. no dude, advisor. Priest quorum. Oh, your priest quorum advisor. Dude, be the best. Quorum in the, it's the best calling in the entire church. I, I just want to be a seminary teacher. Actually. That's all I want to do. No, because we have like, a, it's a calling here. It's not, it's not a job. Oh, okay. It's like, yeah, no, you don't. I don't want it as a job. I want it as a calling. I would love to do early morning seminary. Absolutely love it. Yeah. Being with you is the best. Anyway, so sorry. Okay, so this is what I, th- um, since we spent 40 minutes, 50 minutes on exercise and accountability and <laughs> workout music, we're going to jump right to the, uh, we're going to merge our dad talk and kind of the main topic of the day um, and talk about building spiritual momentum in our homes. Uh, one of the, uh, my wife and I were talking about this two nights ago, and it was kind of stemmed off of our discussion from last episode, talking about like uh, peaceful patterns, patterns of peacefulness, peace patterns, leading. I can't remember how he said it. I, I like all of those versions peaceful patterns, <laughs> patterns of peace, patterns peace of patterns, peace. pattern of peace, a peace pipe. It's all the same. Pa- patterns, pattern pieces, peaceful patterns. There you go. All, it, the, all the things. Anyways, we were talking about that. Um, so I guess just kind of a continuation of last week's conversation, uh, but going into, you know, President, President Nelson talked in the last conference about um, spiritual momentum, which Andrew referred to earlier. Mm-hmm. What are you guys, what are, so I guess I, I should finish my thought first, is Kaylee and I were talking about, okay, what are our, what are our, what are going to be our like top four or five priorities as a family, right? Like what are the, you know, we love the Lord. We were kind. We, we love to work. We, right. Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What do you guys have anything like that that you guys have talked about in your, with your wife, with your wives? I know you have Andrew, go ahead. I, Emily and I wrote a family constitution when we were first married. Um, we listened to the, was it 
the seven habits of highly effective people. Um, and one of one of the things he talks about in there that Stephen R. Covey, Brother Covey, uh, Brother Covey suggested that businesses and families have, uh, he said he, he called them either a constitution or I can't remember what else. Mission what, statement. Well, it's not the mission statement because the mission statement's short. There's like a longer thing um, oh. that I can't remember what it is. I, I chose constitution because I'm dorky like that and I like the. I, I like the U.S. Constitution and all that, that conveys. So I'm like, I'm gonna have a Constitution. So we sat down and we we wrote up a Constitution and we review it about every two years and adjust it. Um, I think we need to. Do you guys time, have it memorized? No, it's long. Oh, wow! Long. Like how long? It took us like a year to write it all. Um, Consistently, like not like we were continuously writing, but we were like <laughs> writing and revamping and changing yeah. things. And it's probably like the size of the proclamation of the, to the, fa- uh, to the world on the family. Wow. It's probably about that size. Um, and like that, the like specific, like we're kind, we're uh, hardworking. Those things honestly fluctuate. Um, but the things that's constant are like, everything we do is devoted to the Lord. It's basically the, uh, the covenants you make during the endowment session. Yeah. yeah during the endowment ceremony. Though That's basically our, our like things that don't change. Yeah. That's the meat. And then like the things that we're focusing on are really rooted in whatever phase of life we're in. Sure. And so for right now, it's a lot of what we're doing right now is we're kind and we are present. That's like the, those are the big ones outside of like the, yeah, the principle from the temple. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, I don't know if Logan has, Logan and have like talked about this, but one thing I've seen that they're, they're really good at is they are really good about being consistent with scripture study and with bringing things back to Christ and um, making Christ like a center of their verbal communication as a family even while their kids are off the wall. (laughs) (laughs) And I love Joseph and Bridger to death. Um, And Joseph is like, he's awesome. He is all boy and he's great. And he's going to be a awesome man, but he's kind of a handful right now. As soon as he turns three, I feel so poor for the soccer coach that we're going to stick him with for (laughs) seven to 12 hours a week. But yeah. No, I, I appreciate that because we try a lot and it's really hard with those two. I mean, I, I know everyone has says this about their kids. Like everyone, everyone's like, oh, my kids are exhausting. I love them and I want to have more of them. And like we've talked about it. And as a family, I'd say we, we definitely have not written our family constitution uh, like that, which is I'm not necessarily mocking. Like it's, it sounds like a really good idea to have it all written. Like this is what we want to do as a family. And I talk about it on the daily, like how we want to, how we can apply or help Joseph and Bridger along the path for what's applicable for that day, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And I mean, they're both still super young. It's not like we're, we're doing a ton. I, I have not, I'll say this. I have not seen more than like 15 minutes of sacrament meeting when we're not with family in the last like year because i'm always out if it's not joseph it's bridger and if it's not bridger it's joseph and 
Sometimes it's both. And we just walk out. And a lot of the time we have spots. Sometimes, in the, it's, in the gym. Sometimes it's just me. You're like, you know what? I, I got to walk. Like, but, I forgot my goldfish. <laughs> I can't do it. My, uh, my gluten-free goldfish. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but they, no, but we go out and, and one thing that's really awesome. And it honestly brings Anna and I to tears every so often is our kids know who the savior is. And that's a big deal to us because we'll walk out and without saying it, like we'll, we'll walk. And it used to be that we'd point to pictures and like explain what was going on with the different artworks in the chapel and be like, Hey, what's this? And it's the savior blessing people in the Americas when he came in the Americas or him teaching in the, in the temple when he was a young kid type of stuff like that. But now he'll just walk up and be like, Jesus, and like start talking about, about the savior and, and talking about, uh, sometimes he's not even saying words, but that's a big deal to us as a family. Cause we definitely don't have all of our ducks in a row by any means. Like Anna's really good and she runs this household and she is definitely the mother of the house and has made this house a home kind of deal. Uh, but like, our kids are, are nuts. And so the biggest thing <laughs> that we, that we take away from every day is not making sure that the house is clean every day, not making sure all the dishes are done, not making sure that every, like all of those things, all those check boxes are marked off. The biggest thing is how did we help our kids come to know the savior more that day? I love that. I, you know, and that was, that was the question I posed to Kaylee. Um, and maybe less of a question, more of like a realization of realizing that there's days that go by and sometimes like too many days that go by that um, I'm not intentionally teaching my kids the gospel, mm -hmm. right? We always say prayer, like we, we, the girls won't go to bed until we've said prayers, which is great, right? There's a good habit there. Right. That's um, like that spiritual momentum right there, right? I mean, it's like the very exactly definition right. of, of spiritual momentum. It's like, it's so ingrained that they can't, it takes more effort for them to get out of the habit than to keep the habit yeah. going. Yeah. 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 Um, but, but, you know, saying, okay, what, what do we need to do to up our game to, to be better at intentionally bringing the savior into every, you know, at least a, a conversation every day. Right. Yeah. Which is again, which is the, the very essence of building spiritual momentum. And so that's, that's, that's what, got us to the conversation of saying, okay, what are the, what are the four or five things that when our kids leave the house, this is a, this, whether, regardless of who they become, you know, whether they are arts and, you know, liberal arts folks, or if they're athletes, I hope, or if I hope all of your kids are liberal arts folks. They all will be because that's what don't you put was. me on that, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> don't you put don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Zach's going to be like, this is a good art. <laughs> such a good good art that, i mean i was that, in the middle of like this uh, you know a nice point and that's it was a beautiful <laughs> point zach it was beautiful thanks and the only reason i laugh is because i'm afraid of the exact same thing zach no dude it's it's my destiny i know that <laughs> i i told kaylee the other day on Sunday, I said today was one of those days that I was walking down the church, you know, down the church hallway, and I looked around and said, you know what, I'm a girl dad at this point. Let's just have one more girl and call it good. And I've completely accepted what I am. It's perfect. And it's great, dude. Like, like having little girls. It's just, I'm excited for Logan because he's having a little girl next, and it's just like, 
I can't tell if it's going to be like the last stick of dynamite or if it's going to be a huge relief. Whatever happens, man, it's there, <laughs> there's something special about like the daddy daughter relationship. Like it's, yeah. it, it, it's just, it's super unique. I mean, it's less unique. Four of them. Yeah. <laughs> you had four unique relationships. Yeah, no, I think Zach, I, 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 I've loved everything I've seen about you and, and your wife and how you guys parent. And I think the, the momentum is evident and like how you guys act. And I think that the real, the real telltale sign of spiritual momentum isn't the conscious spiritual discussions that you have sure. or when you're like in church or whatnot, like it's when you're talking about everyday things, um, is it clear that the gospel of Jesus Christ is influencing your everyday choices? And like from my, and, and I know that if I'm seeing that from my interaction with you and Kaylee, that I know like your kids are. Sure. Right? Cause it's just, well, you're kind, you're really kind. And that's, sorry, I wasn't like trying to, you know, fish for that. The, um, I think it's so important. I think it's so important though, especially working with the youth, like in the church, um, we live there used to be this thing about like blind faith, right? Like, uh-huh. like it's our parents' generation, like that was a big thing. Like, if you don't understand, just obey until you do, right? Obey until you see the blessings. Well, that doesn't work anymore because wake up call, this is called the information age. And yeah. kids are within seconds of finding whatever answer they want to find. And they'll find the answer yeah. they want to find. And that, that's a great way to start. I, I love that you said that way specifically. That they're seconds away from finding the answer they want to find. Because whatever answer you want to find, it's there for you to find it's it. There. Yep. It's people there. Are want, people are begging to tell you what you want to hear because they make money off of it. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. And so we have to do, we have to do such a better job <laughs> inside the kingdom of teaching the why. Not just yeah. the what, but the why. Mm-hmm. If if a seventeen year old if a seventeen year old boy doesn't understand the why of not masturbating, of not looking at pornography, of not having sex with his girl, if he doesn't understand the why, the blind faith isn't good enough anymore. It's not. It's yeah, not. and that that alone is why we are losing the youth. Yeah, it is. No, I, I I totally agree with that. And I think I I might change it and, instead of saying blind faith. I would say we're. Uh, the ability to believe on the words of somebody who believes or believe on the testimony of another is a gift of the spirit, right? Like it's clearly laid out in the doctrine and covenants and, and Paul talks about it as well. I believe when he lists out the gifts of the spirit, um, but that's not, an, I, I think we are passing the age where, uh, and by age, I mean like grand age or passing right, the era yeah, yeah, or yeah, passing right. the era uh, where that that's enough right so like we need to or at least we're passing the area the, the era where that span where that gift was enough to get you through was yeah. decades long now it's it's such a short period of time where you can still have that gift like when you're young young but like you have that's that gift stops being enough pretty pretty early on and so i agree with that i need to help help people get the get the why and so um, which the why we know the why is the plan of salvation period right and and it's been fascinating 
you know, in the priest quorum, and I'm going to circle this back to being a dad, but in the priest quorum, my first three months of, of being a priest quorum leader, the only thing we talked about was the plan of salvation until the boys could teach the lesson of the plan of salvation by themselves. Love it. And we just rotated, you know, everybody had three minutes to teach at least the steps, at least understand the steps and the important pieces of each step, you know? And so now every discussion we have goes back to that at the end of every lesson, right? So what does that have to do with being a dad? I think, I, I mean, I'm like in the preschool, I'm like, dude, how come these boys don't know this? And then I look at my own kids and I'm like, well, I haven't told my kids either. Not enough, right? Yeah. So I- Not enough times, It's yeah. going back to what you were saying earlier, Andrew, of, you know, it, it has to happen in the ordinary flow of life, but there has to be an intentional bringing back or helping them see, pulling back the curtain and saying, look, we did this this way because of this. Yeah. You know, I love, so anyway. No, I, I love that, man. I, I love that. And I, I think um, there is a huge need for people to have, have faith. And I think it's, it's a really fine line that I have to walk because I, I think my natural way that I interact with, with the father and the way he speaks to me is, is through a very um, like logical way. It's like my, I, I never had a moment where I went out and prayed and like, that was the first time I received an answer. Um, I, I, I benefited from, you know, like I'm, I'm the ninth generation in the church. And so I've benefited and I have people who've joined the church in my line since before then, but even they were able to get into this big spiritual momentum and spiritual momentum is multi-generational. We know that from, um, from uh, elder. Oh gosh. It's been, they've they've had a bunch of general conference talks about this and I've had some stake level training from some members of the 70 on this, but spiritual momentum is not just individual it's it's generational and so th it's part of a spiritual inheritance or a spiritual legacy you pass on on to your kids and the hope is that we build on it each generation now each individual has to then choose to keep it going or to let it stop with them but it, it is a spiritual legacy you pass on and why was i saying this what were you talking about well you're just talking about spiritual momentum right and so oh. like Right, so like I can see that because it's 100% easier to keep it going than it is to start it up again. Yeah, it's inertia. I mean, that's how like that's, inertia, that's how that's how it rolls. And so like if you if, if since we're like ninth generation church members, right? Like we've had it rolling. And so like I never had that. I never remember thinking like this is the moment that I receive my testimony. Like I don't, I've never had one of those moments in my life. It's always just been like every so often I feel the spirit. I'm like, yep, that's yeah. it. Oh, I but, remember why I was, sorry. I remember where I was going with this, with a story. The reason I, I brought this up um, and then I'll, I'll shut up and I'll let Logan keep talking. Cause he has that was it. More, that was, more, that was it. You have way more valuable <laughs> stuff to say than I do. I just talk too much, but like, I remember um, like it always just made so much sense to me. And I remember like one time I'm like, I want to have this really powerful experience where I go out and pray. Um, and I went out to pray. And then I, I asked Heavenly Father, like, is this true? Like, is Joseph, was Joseph Smith a prophet? Is the Book of Mormon true? Is the Church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, restored Church of Christ on the earth? And I just felt like, of course, you already know this. Why are you asking me again? <laughs> kind of thing. That, that, that was me. And, I, and for me, when I, um, when I interact with people, I, I try and 
where I'm teaching people, it's, I try and do it very, very logically because I want them to, to logically understand it. But it's it's not about the logic, right? It's about the the it's not even about knowing the why. It's about feeling the why, yeah. right? Like feeling it on a deep level because you can know the why. You can know that this is true, but until you feel it or until you're converted to the why, yeah, it it doesn't really mean anything. And then there's one point I want to add. So on my mission, I had a kind of spiritual experience that I don't want to go into a ton of details with, but I was talking to my mission president who's now elder Yagi, but I, I was talking to him and I was like, for, for the majority of my life, I had spiritual experiences where I, I would feel it and I would know. And so it basically was going back to almost that. I forget what Andrew redefined it as with Zach saying like the blind faith. I'm like, yeah, I know. I don't really need to, to dig more into it. And then I got on my mission and then I was like, I, I, for the first time in my life, I started questioning the why behind things. Mm -hmm. And I almost felt like those were doubts, but I still knew that things were true, but I was, I was almost scared that I was starting to doubt things. And so mm -hmm. I went and talked to my mission president about it. And I was like, I can't get, I'm right now I'm unable to, to have these spiritual feeling experiences. And then he asked me that question. He's like, well, do you know that things are true? I was like, well, yeah, it just makes sense. And he said that the Lord does things with you sometimes he does he takes your testimony and he'll he'll make it like a beautiful stained glass window where he puts little pieces together and they always just seem to fit and then at the end you're like wow i have this beautiful testimony and then he's like i still want you to grow because we're it's a gospel of growth right and so he'll he'll take that and he'll shatter it into a million other pieces and then he'll start to build that yeah. back together it's and like, so it's like bananagrams not like scrabble i hate that game so no um <laughs> But yeah, it's like, it's one of those things where he, you think, and he said, instead of this time, he he's building, instead of building it with spiritual experiences where you like, you feel the burning in your bosom type of deal. He said this time he's going to build it back up with knowledge so that, and then, and then in different times of your life, sometimes you're going to need the, the real feeling spiritual experiences. And then sometimes you're going to need the more knowledge experiences. So like, you can dive back onto this is why I know that Joseph Smith was a prophet and that what happened to him is true. Yep. And so that that's one thing that I would say with that moving forward with that. That's what that. I wanted to add. That's a great addition. Thanks for, thanks for saying that. I love it. Sweet. Any other thoughts before we just wrap it up? No, I, I think it's, we've talked a lot about, this kind of as a general principle, but I think all of these things apply directly to, to your kids. And like, really the big thing is how do you, how do you foster an environment for your kids to find answers for themselves? And I I'm honestly, I'm worried that I'm doing the right thing. Cause it might, all of our kids are about the same age, right? Like they're at the age where they're, they're not even baptized yet. So they're not, they're not actively like receiving answers to questions. <clears throat> and so I hope that I'm laying the groundwork for them to be able to receive answers to questions when they're older. Yeah. And the only, the only guiding rod I have is I'm just trying to do what the brethren tell us to do. Right. Yeah. I, I know I'm not smart enough to figure this out and no parenting expert is good enough for it. So I, the only thing I'm trying to do that I feel like I feel confident in is listening to the scriptures, 
or listening to, yeah, reading scriptures, listening to the brethren during general conference and, and the sisters, right? So the general authorities of the church um, and then following the spirit and, and trying to apply the counsel that's given and hope that it all works out when they're, you know, the age of accountability and they can start making their own choices, really, that they'll have the right groundwork. Well, and I think that just in closing, I think that's a really important point that like the system's already there. We don't have to recreate the wheel, like everything. Yeah. Especially with come follow me. I mean, come on. Like yeah, what more, so what more do we need or want? <laughs> you know, it's just like, they've already, we already have it. We have everything yeah. we need. So. Yeah. And we should got to trust in the Lord, right? Like the, it, even if it doesn't make sense, right? Like, I think when the Lord shows us everything at the end, like when we get to see the great movie of existence, it's all going to make sense. But I think he intentionally doesn't give us the full picture right now. And I think sometimes when we try and say, oh, it all makes sense always, um, like everything about the gospel, everything about the church, everything about doctrine, it always makes sense. Um, I think we're, we're trying to like force something onto it. But I think it, the thing is, if we just believe that the Lord knows better than us, it's always going to work out for our betterment. Yeah. And we, uh, the good, th and I think with the, what I love about what you guys are both saying is we, the gospel is the blueprint, right? We have a basic floor plan of like how it needs to be built. And with each individual family, with each individual person, the Lord knows all of the little additions that need to be made to each right. specific house so that everything's built upon the foundation and we can all work together in that. Yeah. And so that's, that's what I love. And, one thing that I wanted to add as we're closing is it's so important to teach our kids at this stage. And I feel like we, from at least from what I've seen with both of you guys as well, is we're all doing a decent job of just teaching our kids to find answers, not just with spiritual stuff, but like not just giving and hand, like handing them everything in life, teaching them like you do need to problem solve. Sometimes it's with basic stuff. Like, where's my Thomas the train? Well, I don't know. Where is it? Where'd you put it last? Like find it. But as they do that, as they learn to problem solve and then they're faced with spiritual stuff. And then they also have our examples as well. I think we'll, we'll find success yeah. with that. Amen. Amen, boys. Good talk. I like it. That's good. All right, All right guys. If you, uh, if you're loving us, give us a uh, subscribe, give us a rating review and share the podcast. Share. Share it. Um, and Zach loves five week, stars. Two thumbs up. Five That's stars. not an option. Five stars. Five, five stars. stars. All right. Hi, Love boys. You guys. Keep Have faith. a good one. Yeah. Hey, bye.